also received a parcel in a parcel a camera, a box brownie, and um, and that somehow sparked my interest in photography. And so when I eventually arrived in England, um, I was I had the opportunity. We had a shop, and people were coming to the shop. So I was eavesdropping again on their conversation, having become quite adaptatic from Jamaica. Um, and I would hear their stories about life in England, and I, my interest in photography obviously developed. I started developing, you know, going to evening classes and dark um, studio in the, in, the, in the cellar and things like that. And um, I felt that their story was quite important to, to be told, and I felt that while we all have a story, not all of us are storytellers. Um, not that I thought of myself as a storyteller then, but I just felt it was important to do this. Um, I didn't particularly like what was happening in the, in the black community in terms of their representation. So again, I, um, I thought I would try to address that. So in that sense, community was vital to what I was doing. And also, I, I felt, you know, when community were, was a bad word to galleries, you couldn't make an application form and put community in there. You know, you would, no one wanted to see it. You had to be somehow serious. I'm not quite sure what. Um, I've never really pondered to the gallery or the popular press or to curators or anything. You know, for me, what is important is you believe in what you want to do and you do it. I always say, when they're ready, they'll find you. So community has been, you know, it is, it's, it's about how do we as a people take charge of documenting our own history. If you don't write your own history yourself, then you shouldn't complain about what is written. And I don't think you really should complain about what is written. What you should do is write it yourself. I also felt that um, I was at a particularly fortunate time in life where I was able to see the beginning of the arrival of people from the Caribbean, the current population of, you know, of people coming in. And that which I couldn't photograph, I would collect. So I also collect ephemeral reflecting the uh, experience of black life in Britain, Birmingham in particular. And I have an archive at Birmingham Central Library, and my house is so full that if I take a book in, I have to take something out. <laughs> a lot of people have said that when they see images that you've been taking, they see themselves within them, the representation of themselves that was portrayed in mainstream media wasn't what they were seeing every day. So they look to your photographs for inspiration. Do you think that kind of continued to challenge you to continue making the work that you were making? Well, it, it doesn't really challenge me because that's the reason why I took the photographs in the first place. You know, only yesterday I, I was speaking to an equally um, interesting group of people in Birmingham. They've uh, done a graffitied house, building a pub, a nightclub in Birmingham City, where they've graffitied the whole of the, 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 with the, the building with aspiring young black um, men and women. And I was talking there, um, and one young woman came to me and said, if it wasn't because of your book, um, of your work, I wouldn't be a curator. Mm -hmm. And another one said, if it wasn't because of your work, I wouldn't be a fashion uh, designer. In fact, I, I, I based my, my, my fashion work around you. And that's the exact reason for which I took the photograph. You see, like, if you, because I had that goal, then it would, didn't matter that I didn't have a gallery. It didn't matter that they weren't shown in gallery. I, I showed in, in streets, in pubs, in shabins, in cafeterias, and wherever um, people will look. I took the, the image to them. Um, so yes, I mean, um, I'm not quite sure if I answered that question, but okay. yeah. 
I think for me, some of the kind of iconic images or, or images that have really told an interesting story with ones taken during the 70s and the 80s when, when Britain was going through really massive changes with new immigration laws that affected not only the black community in Birmingham, but also the Asian community. This is one of the images from the African Liberation Day March in 1977. And although mostly peaceful protests, mainstream media was one that wouldn't show these kind of images. They would show the, the unrest, the kind of disturbance, the violence. And you sought to counteract these negative representations during this time. In terms of intervening or being there or trying to tell a different kind of narrative, I guess that was really important at that time to ensure that the legacy of these people every day weren't being portrayed in a, in a or misrepresented. Yeah, it was important. Um, I remember doing a bit of research and going to the library and the library book from newspaper cutting was referred to as the color problem in Birmingham. Um, so, you know, that's a good point. And for those who haven't as yet, I would rush out and get a copy of my catalog. Um, <laughs> I'm by no way promoting it in the sense that I will make any money from it, but they are, it's a second reprint and um, they're going quite fast. Um, but at the back of the catalog, there's a, a collage of newspaper cutting from 1958, I think, until 2011, I think. Um, and that somehow gave an impression as to how we as a people were recorded. And I felt that was very negative. We were normally disease-ridden, coming here to steal the women and lazy and, you know, everything that was negative. We had situations where people were asked to visit houses in the night because the neighbor not, might not want to see them, but and looking at a, a vacant house for sale in, in the day. Churches will ask people to come and look at, come, we, you know, the congregation would prefer if you come to the evening service only. Um, pubs where a certain amount of glasses were available for people to, to use and so on. So there were a lot of negatives and for me, I just felt that wasn't the life that I was living or seeing or experiencing or I would like to see have my children or future generation use. And I also felt that at the time, uh, we were turning over all manners of little pieces of paper and magazines searching for ourselves. And it's not like today where you pick up the internet, you know, and Facebook has got loads of stuff and the internet and whatever, you can get all that information. And so I felt, you know, why do we need to do that? You know, perhaps we just need to try and solve the situation by creating and gathering material. Hence, again, as I said, I have a pretty substantial amount of material. And um, some of this stuff are, are currently in an exhibition in um, Firesite, Firesite in um, Colchester. And these are like glass cabinet and paraffin lamps and passports and glasses and every paraphernalia that you can possibly have. What I do is I collect them because they hold the stories. For example, a paraffin lamp. Um, and I just mentioned the paraffin lamp with the three women who are sitting in the room. And um, one said she loved the paraffin lamp because she used to like the light reflecting off the ceiling. Um, another hated it because it used to smell your clothes, you know, get on your clothes when you're on the buses and so on. And another one hated it because uh, her sister died from a fire from a paraffin lamp. So they're all sort of stories within those. And it's those bits of papers and objects that I collect. There's another one, the ruffle on the table, mm -hmm. crochet. And uh, a young woman came to my house once and she saw it and she was really panicking because her mother used to make her iron this thing. 
and it is one of the most difficult things to iron. And imagine when your friends, did you put your hand up? Oh, I thought someone was saying they ironed it as well. Um, <laughs> um, but it is very difficult to iron. It has to be starched, and when you iron it, it's sticking to the, the iron board. And of course, your parents don't really want to know the problem you have, you're going through to do this. They just want to see it done. Um, and another one is the front room. You know, I still have someone, when they come to my flat, is why do you want to keep all these things? Because the front room was not pleasant for them. This is a front room that would have every bit of surface covered with um, stuff, stuff. <laughs> and but all of this stuff, including the contents of the glass cabinet, has to be cleaned um, before Christmas um, or sometimes in the spring. And imagine your friends are outside playing, you want to get out to play, and then all your your parents, you know, you're locked down. You have to concentrate on this. So it's capturing those little stories, which is, if you like, relayed through, um, if you like, um, triggered by the objects themselves, so I collect those. How do you collect the objects? Where do they come from? Is it ones that you've collected through different people and their journeys and their stories? Or is yeah, it yeah, I collect through them. I mean, me here is just mother dead and then we must, you know, then call me to come look and then stop mommy to come look. <laughs> <laughs> But I have to say what I do as well in the process of collecting, you have to collect because it's no use just removing the object from the space. I photograph the objects when I can in situ so that a future student who might want to do a set for a pantomime, well, pantomime might not be a play, let's say, um, will be able to see exactly what the stuff looked like so they will know how they were placed. So I'm mm -hmm. not, if, if you like, just, just offering them that object. To be, to be, you know, if they have some some idea as to how this is placed within the environment. And that legacy is really important to you, isn't it? It's about having something that students or future generations can look to their history and to find something and discover something, but not from the perspective of historians in that respect. No, no. It's from the perspective of a really personal journey yes. through this community that you've embedded yourself in. Yeah, from a lived experience. I mean, and this photograph, you said that it wasn't well recorded, but in a way, I have to say, seriously, this could not have been well recorded by the white press because they weren't allowed to be in the park on that day. Um, so it, they wouldn't have been able to record this. But um, there are other examples of the work which you can look at. You have to imagine they're fine prints. <laughs> um, but again, having said that, I mean, I think I'm saying that because we're in a gallery. Uh, um, but uh, for me, again, that doesn't matter. It's about the message rather than the, the image. Well, thank you so much, Vanley. Uh, it was very, already? very brief. Oh, very brief. But, you know, if we've got time afterwards, I'm sure people have lots and lots of questions for you. And that book that Vanley mentioned is definitely one to read. There's some brilliant essays in there as well. And I have to say, you carry me all the way from London to just this. Oh, have you got a question? Yes. I, I have to say, this is this guy, this guy here. He needs a lot of respect as well. This is my good friend, who who we meet up every time we come to London. I come to London. This is Neil Kenlock. Um, I, I've got a mic here. You don't have to. Double <laughs> 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 they, um, um, he wants me to double big him up. No, but his work, his work is absolutely quality. And again, search out. There are a lot of guys out there who. <laughs> Who, who have been continue, who have been doing the work. So, you know, thank you. And I'd have to say again to you guys starting out, you know, focus, get your politics sorted out. That's one of the most important yeah. things. A, a picture is not just a picture. It's, it's, it's really photograph 
photography is writing with light. So what message are you saying? It's not about getting a picture sharp. It's not about getting it focused. It's not about just the composition. You have to be saying something with it. I, I think group discussions is a wonderful thing. Form groups, um, criticize your work. You know, I mean, even if you have to fall out, if you have to fall out because someone tells you your work is bad, you shouldn't have been there in the first place. You know, but you have to be your own worst critic. Just get on and do the work. And I think a lot of you guys have too much phone. Dash for the phone and go pick up the camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you laugh, but I mean, it's serious. You know, there's serious things going on out there and everyone's buried with their phone, you know, bucking up in the post and all that sort of thing. You know, get real, get a life, go out and produce stuff. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Can I ask one question? One quick question. Yeah, one quick, one quick question. Mm. Uh, what inspired you to be a photographer, and how did it work out for you? Um, I, 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 I was inspired by the camera. I was quite intrigued by how the photograph got from there to here, you know, the science of it. And then later, when I came here, the art, you know, sort of took over. Where um, you know I was quite interested in getting that image and taking that photograph and that, so I converted my my outside cold shed into a dark room. And then later on, um, I remember when all my friends were going to parties, I was in the dark room. I'd go in there when it's light and come out when it's light. Um, and I would still go to work and go whatever I have to do because I was determined what I want to do. You know, you have to be focused about what you want to do. And has it worked out right? It's worked out right in the sense that I'm here. It's worked out right in the sense that other people are using the material. In terms of uh, financial, which I, I know you're a financial man, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, no, no, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> really, no, 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 it, it doesn't work out right. But I think I reached a point when I decide, you know what, I think uh, sacrifices have to be made and I feel I needed to produce a body of work which could be built on and that had to sit very firmly within the, the environment that we had to dig deep, if you like, and that's what I did in terms of donating myself to the cause. Am I finished?